Welcome to Women and Manufacturing, where accomplished women interview accomplished women, with your host, Andrea Olson. Well, welcome to this episode of the Customer Mission Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Olson, and we are part of the Women in Manufacturing Podcast series. And today, we're going to talk to manufacturers a little bit about who solves problems in your company. Now, we know that every business has its challenges, and most organizations want to fix them. But, you know, that's something that's easy to implement, cost-effective, requires few resources. That's what we're looking for. And executives from lesser-performing companies, you know, they, they often return from visits to superior operations, charged up to re- achieve similar results. But in their enthusiasm, however, many overlook the fact that the effectiveness they admire comes from actual steady progress from the entire organization, and that takes a certain amount of time to achieve. So in the pressure to get things done, you know, we've seen that many leaders fear being patient. You know, they focus on fighting fires rather than on instituting processes to solve and eventually prevent problems and to identify unsuspected opportunities. So they work in micro teams behind closed doors, assuming the problem and assuming the solution and then often skip the necessary effort in communicating change to the organization. And manufacturers are just as susceptible to this as any other industry. And most companies, you know, they take this approach and they achieve unsatisfactory results, both because the organization doesn't truly understand its problems or the processes and resources needed to resolve them. So instead of better performance, the net effect is overworked employees who neither solve problems nor do a good job of maintaining the day-to-day business. So in short, we're solving the wrong problems. We're trying to solve them in a bubble, and we're failing to effectively communicate change. This is the core and essential issue with manufacturing and business growth today. So everyone in your organization needs to be a problem solver. This isn't one team. This isn't one group. This is one individual. It is your entire organization. So together, managers and employees should take the initiative not only to just identify problems, but also developing better processes to fix problems and improve products and services to make you more competitive. So this approach doesn't depend on key senior executives taking charge and telling people what to do, you know, walking around and saying, need to solve this problem, need to solve that problem. Instead, your entire organization needs to learn how to learn. And the key to this culture shift is understanding that there's really no magic bullet or overnight fix, that learning is a process. So manufacturing organizational leaders need to provide employees and managers a simple framework to help them solve problems as a team. The first step is restructuring your organization so that each and every employee is focused on the customer and their needs. And this includes, one, implementing a new organizational structure and breaking down the organization out into teams to make it easier for everyone to focus on problems that matter to customers instead of focusing on individual functional goals, right? It's not about just getting a spreadsheet done. What is the function of that spreadsheet? What value does it provide to the customer or the organization? You need to know the purpose over the role. Number two, 
is have each team talk with key customers and learn their needs and develop plans for responding. Let the team managers set their own ad- agendas. Empower your employees to make this work. Number three, executive leadership needs to ensure that teams always have direct access to them and reiterate to the organization that you are committed to finding resources to implement discovered solutions, right? There's all the ideas in the world are worthless if they can't turn into action. And number four, authorize everyone, and this is a little crazy, to ignore crises and stop fighting fires. Now, you might say there are urgent things that have to happen in my company, doesn't, no matter what, we have to get those done. Well, if you make this shift, predictably, your first month might be a disaster. Their problems might pile up, and it might seem like nothing is to show in return. But before long, this learning process will begin to pay off because your goal is to utilize your new teams to fix fewer but higher leverage problems, to fix problems faster, and to learn from each experience to make subsequent efforts more effective. So with your organizational framework in place, your teams can begin the process of collaborative problem solving through a simple four-stage process. And here's where the meat of the heart of things are. Number one, find the bleed. So when something goes wrong, the product or service is fixed before it's sent to the customer. It sounds silly, but it's mission critical, right? It takes much less time to fix a problem before it goes out the door than to have to deal with it after it's been out the door and deal with the customer and send something new, send a replacement, deal with that relationship, and potentially damage that relationship long term. So you want to be proactive. Number two is determine the cause. So identify those root causes to problems. And where frontline employees, not managers, take the lead because they understand better than anyone why these problems are occurring. So if you think about those frontline employees who see these day-to-day problems that happen over and over again, they know what the problem is. And they oftentimes know why the problem is happening. They just might not be effectively empowered and have the tools to solve it. So number three, then compare that, those bleeds and causes to actions and develop a new or refined process to keep those problems from occurring. So it's basically comparing what's working today versus what needs to occur. And this is why those teams are important. You need the managers and the frontline employees to collaborate together to identify solutions and compare what you're doing today and identifying what's not working to what could be working and what should be working. And then number four, and most importantly, confirm with data. Right? You want to validate some of these assumptions. You don't want to go down the path of investing in a solution. That's not going to provide a return. So anticipate new customer needs by putting your problem-solving teams in front of customers and help them understand how their customers' businesses work. And this is essentially important because sometimes you can address internal process operations, but a lot of those operations affect the customer downstream. If you think about any time you've been on the phone, for example, with a cable company, and everybody's had this experience, and you're trying to make a change to your cable package or you're trying to cancel service, 
because of their internal processes, as a customer, you're forced to go through an automated system. You're forced to wait to get to an operator. Then you're forced to wait to hear someone go through a script to try to sell you either a new service or upsell you on a package, when really you're just trying to get a job done. You're trying to take action and make a change to your programming. And that is tied directly to organizational structure and how your organization operates. So if you understand what customers' objectives are, organizational process to their needs, it's the huge shift that gives you the competitive edge and differentiates you from your competition. So while this approach has worked for many others, you know, moving into unfamiliar ground like this can be a very different thing. I mean, the idea of turning your pe- to your people and asking them to solve business problems sounds, you know, maybe less bold and risky than it did 20 years ago, but it can still really feel uncomfortable. But one mark of a world-class organization is that its managers seem to have easy jobs, that operations flow smoothly, that people put more time and energy into making improvements rather than reacting to problems. And I'm sure you're sick of reacting to problems by now. You know, and such an organization will spend about 80% of its time on problem analysis and anticipating customer needs. And in contrast, lesser performing organizations are more likely to spend 90%, 90% of their efforts on fighting fires. So the big question is, where does your company fall? If you're looking to make change and you want to make a difference in how your organization operates and serve customers both internally and externally, it's about making a different mindset and bringing in your employees into the fold to solve your operational problems. So that's our episode today for the Customer Mission Podcast. Again, my name is Andrea Olson. We talk all things customers, and we look forward to seeing you again at our next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Women and Manufacturing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.